You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Solo today, Jake Lisko out. But that's all right. We're going to have a special guest coming up in just a bit. Bengals running back Jaquez Patrick going to join the show, going to dive in and talk to him about Frank Pollock's scheme, his run scheme, how excited Patrick is to embrace this second year in the NFL after being on the Bengals practice squad last season. If you remember, he was in the XFL in that uh, a solid showing there led to his stint with the Bengals last year. He's still in Cincinnati battling for a roster spot. So we'll hear from him coming up in just a bit. Plus, going to dive into Joe Burrow and some other questions uh, when it comes to training camp with camp just a few days away. And the Ring of Honor. The Bengals are announcing the Ring of Honor. The other two legends that will join Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz in the inaugural class. They're doing that Thursday. I have some thoughts on that as well. A quick reminder that we are the only Daily Bengals podcast, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. So uh, thank you so much in advance for doing so. Welcome if you're new, and if you've been here, uh, shout out to you. Thanks for all the kind words, by the way, on the Bengals survey. Saw a lot of Locked on Bengals mentions, a lot of allbengals.com mentions, and uh, all of you that, that shouted me out or shouted Jake out, we certainly certainly appreciate it. All right, let's dive on in to what is the first of what we're going to be doing here over the next couple of days. Besides the weekend mailbag, we're going to do a little training camp preview. And look, this training camp, there are always going to be injuries. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be problems and and things we're talking about, whether it's the offensive line, coaching, scheme, or like I said, injuries. But the health of one guy is what matters most here. Joe Burrow. How's he feeling? Uh, you know, is he going to be 100% cleared? Is he going to be able to do 11 on 11 when the Bengals practice for the first time of camp on July 28th? Will they be able to to do that? Will he be able to do that? That is the the biggest question mark here. Yeah, like as big as the offensive line is, it doesn't matter if number nine isn't in there. And I, I haven't gotten an update as of now. Here's what I do know. When he was in at OTAs, it was crazy. Like he looked so good and fluid and he was moving really, really well. And outside of the giant knee brace, I don't think we would have noticed. Like if he did, he wasn't in the giant knee brace, which is intimidating in and of itself because it's a giant knee brace on the franchise quarterback's left knee. So I'm not trying to brush that aside, but if that wasn't there, I don't know if we would have noticed them. And so that's the thing. That's the, Jake kind of made a joke the other day uh, he's going to be like, I know you're in on Burrow Watch. Well, hell yeah, I'm on Burrow Watch. I- I'll let you know right now, that's where my lens, that's where my camera is going to be focused the most, especially early on in camp. How is he moving? How is he looking? What is he doing? And we're going to update you here on Locked on Bengals, obviously. But when I think about this Bengals offense, that's where you have to start. How, how healthy is Joe Burrow? It- he- at the end of OTAs, at the beginning and end of OTAs, he said he was at 85%. Because basically, since he was working out with the team, he stopped doing some of the the rehab exercises and things like that, I think, because of soreness, right? If you're on your knee and you're pushing and you're practicing and all that stuff, you're not going to be able to advance in your rehab as much. And so his goal was to get to 100% before camp. And I'm really curious to see 
where he's going to be, where he says he is, right? That That's the other part of this. Where does Joe Burrow think he is? And I look forward to, to speaking with him about that because to me, Joe Burrow, if, if he's 100%, the offensive line is improved. Now we can debate on how improved it is, but it's better than last year. I, I mean, there's a reason everybody celebrated and we're, we're excited and rightfully so when Quentin Spain was signed midway through the year. Well, so if he's your left guard, that's all right. Like that's that's better than what you had for most of the season. And there were times where you had to put Quentin Spain at tackle and right guard, and it was just he was moving all over the place. So that's the first thing. Second thing, obviously, Riley Reef is an upgrade. And I would be shocked if Jackson Carmen isn't better than what they had at right guard for most of the season last year. We know it's a, a better coaching, uh, that they're getting better coaching, rather. Frank Pollock is better than Jim Turner. I, I guess that is an opinion, technically, but that's a fact, right? Like in NFL circles, I haven't heard anyone really say, you know, praise Jim Turner. I, I was interviewing uh, Jim Mora Jr., the, the former UCLA coach, the former Atlanta Falcons head coach, and I talked to him right before the draft. And you could check all this out on, on my YouTube, Cincinnati Bengals Talk, my YouTube page. Yeah, shameless plug there. Uh, but I, I chatted with him and I brought up Frank Pollock and Mora had actually coached Frank Pollock and he's like, oh man, just so you know, that dude is going to change things for the offensive line. And I hope he does. And it'll be a gradual process, but can he get more out of Jonah Williams? Can he get the most out of Jonah Williams? If so, I think Jonah Williams is a pretty good player. I think Quentin Spain, solid player. The the really the biggest question mark for me, it's not Riley Reef moving to right tackle. Even Jackson Carmen, even though he took a lot of heat because the Bengals passed on Penny Sewell, I don't necessarily think that was it. And obviously Carmen wasn't as high. Uh, on some teams' boards as he was on the Bengals. But at center, do we see Trey Hopkins? Is Trey Hopkins going to be ready to go? Is he going to be out there? Because if not, that's a pretty big drop to me. Trey Hopkins is probably an NFL average starting center. So he's probably like the 18th best center in football, where he's not below average. He's not above average. He's smack dab in the middle. But I'll take that. Like if the Bengals line is average and Joe Burrow's healthy, this team's going to be a lot of fun. And that's what I want. I, I want to watch a fun product that is competitive. And if you're scoring points and you have an offensive line that's keeping a quarterback like Joe Burrow upright and healthy, well, then guess what? He is going to not only be successful numbers-wise, but it's going to result in wins. And that's what we all want to see, right? So those are kind of the the main things. When I, I look at this offense, I don't really question the skill players. I don't think Jamar Chase is going to struggle adapting to life in the NFL. Heck, if you've seen some recent pictures of that dude, his calves are, are as big as, as most of the people listening, including myself, as big as our thighs are bigger. This dude has running back legs and he's a wide receiver. Like he He's standing next to Leonard Fournette and legs wise, they're the same. Now, Leonard Fournette's wider than Chase, but man, their, their legs look identical, especially in the, the calf area. Uh, so look, don't doubt him at all. I think Joe Mixon, when healthy, is a top eight running back or so. I know Locked On, uh, the network, asked us to rank the running backs. And in my survey, I think he was seventh. I think Mixon was seventh on my list. I had some guys higher, some guys lower. Christian McCaffrey was one. But, but my point being, I don't question Mixon. I think he's going to be relatively healthy. He's been relatively healthy. And I know last year was a blip on the radar, but I think he'll be all right. So overall, 
We know what T. Higgins can do. We certainly know what Tyler Boyd can do. I expect both guys to to put up bigger numbers this year. I expect Jamar Chase to hit the ground running. Maybe it'll take him a week or two because he missed all of last year. But I don't know, man. He's going to have three preseason games to, to work through that. So I, those are kind of my concerns, my thoughts about the Bengals offense, about what you know I'll be monitoring naturally at camp. The first thing is going to be Joe Burrow's health, offensive line, even though it's kind of hard to judge. During camp, there were a lot of times in 2016, 2017, and 2018 when I was at camp where the offensive line looked bad and it was pretty obvious. And the same thing goes for last year. I mean, heck, I posted a clip and and ultimately took it down because I I shouldn't have posted it. And it was basically Burrow rolling out in in the entire defensive line chasing him last year. And, And so that... You don't want to see that. And if you see that, I'm going to be critical of that. And we will break it down each and every day right here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, Ring of Honor time. We're going to dive into the Ring of Honor a bit and then get to Jacquez, Patrick, that and more coming up right here on Locked on Bengals. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Look, there's increasing numbers of makes of models i don't know what you drive you might drive a toyota like me or a honda or a hyundai or a kia but it doesn't matter with rock auto because it doesn't matter if you drive a beamer a benz or a bentley they got you covered and they're gonna have the parts you're looking for maybe it's something as simple as windshield washer fluid or air filters or maybe it's a little more intense like a fuel pump it doesn't matter what you're trying to do to your car, rockauto.com is going to have the part you're looking for. And the best part isn't just the convenience. It's the fact that you're going to save money when you go there. Instead of going to the big box store and asking Earl to look up the part for you, you can do it from the comfort of your own home in your fuzzy slippers. And the best part of all, you're going to save money. Don't spend 30, 50, 100% more when you can spend less at Rock Auto. An example, a fuel pump for a Honda Odyssey, 353 bucks at a chain store, only $216 from Rock Auto. They've been in the business for more than two decades. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. The Bengals are announcing their two finalists in the two players and legends that are going to join Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz in the Bengals inaugural Ring of Honor class on Thursday. So if you're listening to this, you you might have already heard it, you know, who's getting in. But I wanted to give a a couple quick thoughts before we get to Jacquez Patrick here. Uh, The first one being Ken Anderson absolutely deserves to be in. He's without a doubt the best quarterback in franchise history. Uh, When you look at the numbers, when you look at the accomplishments, when you look at what he did for the organization, I think he's a no-brainer. Obviously, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's a league MVP. He's certainly a guy that to me, like this is just, this is why you create a ring of honor is to make sure you're honoring Ken Anderson because Canton doesn't want to and the Pro Football Hall of Fame doesn't want to. And then after that, I think it gets dicey. I I do. And I, I think it should be Ken Riley. But I think there are a lot of people that would say Chad Johnson and what he did for the franchise and what he meant. I mean, most of you listening, I bet I would bet a high percentage of you listening. And I don't know if it's half, maybe 30 percent, maybe 40 percent. All I know is a lot of people my age and I was a Bengals fan before Chad. But a lot of people my age weren't because they had been awful for a decade. And so Chad Johnson, what he did would not be shocked at all. 
if he ends up uh, getting the nod. Uh, and then the other one I, I'd make the argument for, I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be Willie Anderson because Anthony DeMunoz is the best offensive lineman in team history, but Willie Anderson's second. And Willie Anderson, much like Ken Anderson, the Andersons, should be in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Chad shouldn't. I'm not making that argument. I don't think he should. I think he was about two to three years short of that. If he had been great in 08, put up even bigger numbers in 09, or had a monster year in 10, or even won a Super Bowl with New England and then went and put up a couple thousand yard seasons elsewhere, then I think he'd be in or about to get in. And he's just, the numbers aren't there, even though he's my favorite Bengals player of all time. But it, to me, it's still got to be Ken Riley, with that being said. And I'm not being disrespectful to any of these guys, right? And, and I'll name them all right now. Jim Breach, James Brooks, Chris Collinsworth, Isaac Curtis, who a lot of people, you ask Dave Lapham, you ask Mike Brown, best receiver in franchise history, they say it's Isaac Curtis. Dave Lapham on this list, Tim Crumry, David Fulcher, Boomer Esiason, Corey Dillon, Max Montoya, Lamar Parrish, Bob Trumpy, Reggie Williams, like not disrespecting any of them. I just think it should be Ken Riley. And I think it should be Ken Riley because no one is even close. Like, he had 65 interceptions. This dude played forever. He was durable. His last season, he was productive. And I'm sorry that he wasn't a pro bowler. I'm sorry that he wasn't on, you know, a Super Bowl winner. But he was damn close. And when I look at the longevity, when I look at what he did, when I look at those numbers— that's a pro football Hall of Fame argument. And so now when I go back to this Bengals Ring of Honor, something I think that should have happened, honestly, they should have done this in the mid-90s when people were sick of the franchise then, when they were going through the stadium dilemma, to, to kind of show that they cared. If they would have done that this in the mid-90s, well, Ken Riley would have been long in there. He, he'd have been in there for years. I mean, we'd be talking about Ken Riley for the past 25 years. And so that that's it. Like you... The Bengals, to me, are making up for lost time. And so with the, the four, to me, Anthony Munoz, obviously the only Hall of Famer in franchise history. Paul Brown, the founder, totally get it, legendary coach. Uh, Ken Anderson, absolutely already made that case, and Ken Riley. So it's the two Kens, not the two Andersons, Munoz and Paul Brown. And we'll see if that's what happens. I'm not going to be mad if it's Chad. I'm not going to be mad if it's Willie Anderson. Heck, I'm not going to be mad if it's any of those guys. Like, they're all, virtually all of them. I might be a little mad if, like, Jim Breach gets the nod before some of these guys. Or, or and I'd say this in front of Dave. Or Dave Lapham gets the nod. And I think Lap should be in there. But he should be in there for his accomplishments on the field and off the field and what he's meant to the franchise. And I want him in. I just don't want him in before they make up for lost time. Right, Ken Riley would have been in in 95. Chad Johnson wouldn't have. Jim Breach probably wouldn't have yet. Willie Anderson certainly wouldn't have. Ken Anderson would have. Ken Anderson, Ken Riley, start to make up for lost time. Let's start to get some of these guys in there. And I get it. You can't go by age. This isn't something where, you know, Corey Dillon gets the nod over Chad Johnson because he's a few years old. Like, no, I get that. I understand it. But to me, Ken Anderson, Ken Riley, those are the two. We'll see if it comes true, if it comes to fruition. Either way, I think we will uh, certainly mention it and talk about it on tomorrow's show ahead of the weekend mailbag. Up next, we're going to talk to Jaquez Patrick. That's right, the Bengals running back, hoping to make the 53-man roster. He was on the practice squad last year. Talked to him about his journey to the NFL. 
what it's been like to, to learn from run game coordinator and offensive line coach Frank Pollock, how he expects to compete, how he's looking at this, this role that he's in. I mean, he's got to compete with Chris Evans now, Puka Williams, some of these other young running backs, and uh, obviously Samaj P. Ryan and Trevion Williams still on the roster. So we will talk to him about all of that and so much more next right here on Locked on Bengals. The NBA Finals are over, but if you want to bet on maybe the NBA draft or free agency, heck, maybe you want to bet on who's going to win the NBA Finals next year in the NBA Championship. Will it be Giannis again putting up a fitty piece? I'm not sure. But if you are sure, or if you got a hunch, then bet on it and make some money uh, with betonline.ag. Look, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Maybe you want to bet on the Reds rebounding or the Bengals to win 10 plus games or maybe win the division or maybe win the AFC. You can do all of those things. Maybe you like Jamar Chase's odds of winning offensive rookie of the year. There are options and options and options. They're endless at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Head to betonline.ag right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. It's that simple. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's keep things rolling with Bengals running back Jaquez Patrick. And Jaquez, I appreciate the time. This has uh, been something that's been in the works for a while now. I'm, I'm uh, grateful you're able to take a couple minutes here with training camp looming. Uh, let's start with you. How are you feeling? Uh, the, the work I know has already begun in, in preparation and has been going on for a long time. But how are you feeling here with training camp less than a week away? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Just uh, I feel really good about the work I've been, I put in this offseason. You know, um, you know, it's just now it's time to uh, go display that work, you know, uh, the best way possible. And it's pretty cool. You know, I had a good, I feel like I had a really good offseason. I'm just excited, you know, just to get back to playing ball again. You know, it's something I've been doing since I was a kid. So I love it and just really excited for it. What were the the things you were looking to improve the most that this offseason? Because here's the thing about our listeners. It's not like they got to, to watch you play much last year, right? Because yeah. you didn't have a preseason. I got to see a little bit during, uh, you know, training camp and practice, but they don't know what really what they're getting here with, with Jack West Patrick. So uh, describe your game a bit and, and what were you trying to improve on the most here this offseason? Oh, yeah, man. Just it's really, uh, I got a running back coach. Uh, this is the last part of the offseason. Um, we just went, out, went over all the little small details, you know, uh, Working it, you know, placing our feet in pass protection and, you know, catching the ball, you know, all those small things that, you know, you kind of overlook as you, as you, the, the higher you, you uh, get in the game, you know, and um, just going back to the basic fundamentals, man. You know, I'm a big back. So I always got to play big, you know, and the weight room was a, a, a key part of my game. So I'm always in there and, um, you know, I can run, you know, and, and I'm big, you know, so. Uh, I always those main two things I always you know emphasize in my offseason training and being in shape being in shape is number one always you know so because you know I got to play special teams and be able to play running back so uh, being in shape is always number one what's your favorite lift my favorite squat squat and it's crazy because when I first started you know I I couldn't, you couldn't get me to squat when I was in high school. I, couldn't, I, I just wasn't my thing, man. You know, I love the bench press. You know, everybody like to have the muscles and the guns showing, yeah. you know. 
Man, uh, as I got older, though, I love to squat. You know, I like have, I like the feeling of having my legs feeling strong. Like I've always had big legs, but like knowing that you can you can get in there and squat, and that's all. That's 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 my top lift right now. In college, it was kind of like clean and jerk, though. Uh-huh. Not clean and jerk, cleaning, power cleaning. Do you still do you still power clean? Well, sometimes. Gotcha. Just not as much. What what would you squat like? For reps, I won't make you put you on the spot with a, you know, a max or anything like that. But you see these videos, like I know Nick yeah. Chubb, Derrick Henry. I've seen some of them. So uh, you know, if if I see one of those those Patrick videos, what what are we thinking here? Yeah, I I, I can put I can put five bills on there and rep it. Man, I, I I don't know if I could get two and I lift. I just don't like squatting either. So <laughs> and a lot of people don't like. Oh, it's just something. It's just it's just required taste. I I feel like you know, but it's necessary for all. I feel like it's one of it's necessary for a running back to be able to squat, you know, a good amount. And I, when I look at like all the good running backs I played with or that you studied, like all those guys can squat squat a house. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that's very important, you know, just because of the the, the type of guys you get to, you're going against on defense, you know, each and every week and even in practice. Let's uh, let's take it back about a year, uh, over a year, and yeah, y- your journey was a a bit different. And mm-hmm. that last off season, I don't know, was that the, the hardest off season of your career? I mean, you're playing in the XFL, all the stuff goes on, COVID happens and, and, and all of these, these things, and you end up in a, a training camp and, uh, you know, I'm sure you were really grateful for that, but what was that process, that experience like? I really just started with faith. You know, I'm a firm believer, you know, that, uh, God, how he's going to handle everything and keep everything in place. You know, it's just, I just got to do my part and, you know, with the XFL, I think we played four games maybe before COVID started. And I remember like one of my coaches, he was telling us some, something was going on in Wuhan, China. Like what the, I think that's where, that's where it started at. And he was telling us how like, it's, if, it, if it comes to the U.S., it's going to be a, a nationwide shutdown. Like we just, you know, sometimes guys just hear, okay, I don't really, nah, there's no way that can happen. And then like, literally like three weeks later, everything starts shutting down slowly but surely. And then, um, so then that's when the uncertainty comes in, you know, we just finished, but, you know, I had, I was able to put some good film out there, you know, I had, we played four games and, you know, fortunately, like I said, I was able to put some good film out there and caught some teams eyes and, you know, uh, it was a blessing, you know, uh, ended up being able to sign here in Cincinnati and I'm grateful for it, man. I'm just trying to take advantage of every moment. Jack West Patrick is joining us. Uh, let's talk about maybe the, the call. What, when you found out, because I'm sure you got interest from other teams as well, but when you found yeah. out it, it's going to be the Bengals, you're going to go to Cincinnati. What was that feeling like? It's crazy. I was on my way to work out, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and my uh, my agent had called me, and uh, we was just talking, and like, uh, I was uh, it was like a couple of days. I was leading up talking to the, uh, he was just telling me expressing that what teams were expressing interest and stuff, and talking about it. You know, obviously, um, on all the tape, me and him, mm-hmm. like that's my that's my guy. You know, and. Uh, we were college roommates, and he was up here, and like, I just know what I mean. When he, while he was up here, he was gonna look out for me. You know, uh, the moment I came up here, you know, he's been up here. This is going to his fourth year, so mm-hmm. you know, and he's a great player. He's been a good player for the for us for for a while. So uh, that was cool. And then it's just like my my agent called me, and he was just like, uh, "We'll go to Cincinnati." I was like, "I'm with it." You know, what I'm saying, I, you know, best like one of the best moments of my life. You know, because of uh, obviously, every, every kid plays up football. You know, his dream is to be able to play at a professional level. And, uh, and that day, my dream had came true. And 
I still, but that is just that still that hunger in me because my path was different, you know, and mm-hmm. like I always gonna have a chip on my shoulder no matter how much success I have at this level, you know, because uh, I feel like I was slighted, you know, coming out of college a little bit, you know, and that's just part of it. That's part of that's that's what we call life, though, you know. I mean, everything's not gonna go according to plan, but I mean, you just gotta play your play your hand the best, no matter how it's dealt. Yeah, no, I, I think that's good advice there. And let's let's talk about your hand because you, you're uh, there's no Giovanni Bernard in town anymore. He's in Tampa Bay now, and at the same time, you got Joe Mixon, Chris Evans, Travion Williams. I mean, there's a lot of competition. Uh, Puka yeah. Williams, if you, you want to throw him in there, he's a little hybrid, I think. Uh, but still, he's in the running back class. How how do you go about that and approach a competition like that? Because I'm sure you've built a relationship with Mixon, you've built a relationship with yeah, Williams at the same time, uh, you, you know, and Samaj Piran, excuse me, he's there too. Yeah. At the same time, you're competing for a roster spot with some of these guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, how do you go about that with, with training camp looming? Everybody just bring their air game every day, you know, and that's that's the biggest thing. You know, that's competition breeds excellence, you know what I'm saying? So you won't want it any other way, you know. It's a, it's a privilege to be to be under pressure, you know, because it, when you come out of that, you're going to be shaped and molded better than you ever have, you know. No one wanted. I mean, if, if it wasn't, we, we wouldn't play the game if there was no competition. You know, yeah. that's why we keep score. You know, that's that's just the nature of the game. You know, and I, it's been competition all your all your life. It's just something that I, I thrive with, and um, I'm excited for. You know, I like I said, I've known who known all these guys. You know, throughout you know just high school. Like I knew Joe. I met Joe for, for like in high school, so I know him, Joe like since I was maybe a sophomore junior in high school. So, you know, it's cool. We all got uh, cool relationships and it's, and it's just a privilege just to be around such good players every day, you know, because they make me better. Did did you um, know Joe was going to be as good as he ended up being when you met him way back then? Oh, yeah, I, can already, I, I already saw that from, like, day one. You know, uh, first time I had met Joe – like in person, like we had like talked before then because like we used to like text each other like college coaches numbers and stuff. Like if he didn't have a number, I'd send him a number. If he like if I had, a, you know, so he can reach out to different schools and um, you can always see it. Like you saw, I saw it. I knew it day one that like we went to the same camp together and he was out there running routes against. Yeah, that's what a lot of people like. A lot of people don't know Joe, Joe gets saucy with them routes. Like, you know, yeah. that's been like that since high school though, you know, so um yeah, I can always, I always saw that, you know, I always knew he was going to be special wherever he went. I asked you about the offseason a little bit, last offseason specifically. How yeah. bad was it to, to not have a preseason? How excited are you to have a preseason to show the Bengals, but also show 31 other teams the work you've been putting in this offseason and that you're ready to be an NFL running back? Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, I, I'm excited for the opportunity uh, just to go against uh, – uh, other NFL caliber uh, players, you know, obviously the XFL is a little bit a lower than the NFL, uh, but there was some NFL caliber players in that league. But sure. um, but obviously, you know, NFL, I mean, you and everyone's in the NFL, so it is what it is. But I'm excited, man, just to be able to uh, showcase my showcase what I've been working on, uh, so that everybody can see it, not just you know, team uh, the uh, the Bengals, but my family as well, my friends and. You know, everybody that's been supporting me all, all my life, you know, and that's that's the best part, you know, just showing people that, uh, that support you, uh, the work that you've been putting in. 
that work includes new offensive line coach and run game coordinator Frank Pollock. I, I got to mm-hmm. ask you about him because I, I don't think anyone was more excited than Joe Mixon to yeah. reunite with him. But what, what do you think he's going to bring uh, to this not only offensive line room but the the running game specifically? Because I know a lot of our listeners, a lot of Bengals fans out there, are excited that he's back in town. Yeah, he's a very detailed guy. Uh, you know, very, very, very about his business. You know, uh, you can always respect that by the guy, no matter. No, um, what profession it is, you know, um, I'm just excited, you know, I'm one of those guys, man, just, hey, line up, I'm going to line up, call to play, I'm going to do my best to, to make that place succeed, you know, so, um, but like I am, I mean, everyone seems excited to buy, I'm excited to buy it, you know, um, I like the way he's, he's been uh, implementing everything, you know, it's very detailed, like I said, and um, it should be fun for sure. Bengals running back, Jacquez Patrick is our guest. Is, is Frank's system, uh, different you know is the scheme much different or is it just the the, the what he's focusing on because uh, I think scheme as much as anything is, is something a lot of people have have wondered if, if it would change and benefit the offensive line and obviously uh, the running game and the offense as a whole the scheme the scheme could be different but all the runs are the same you know like that's outside zone is gonna always be outside zone mm-hmm. inside zone is always gonna be inside zone like power is gonna always be power so it's just Really, how you how you coach that, or how you, how you scheme it to get to certain certain get get certain runs look more cleaner, or how have you have you want to see it? You know, um, that's that's how that's that's the beautiful thing about football. You know, because I mean, obviously, when you're a kid, you know, you line it up. It's talent versus talent, but you know, as you higher you get, you got to scheme because some you know, there's mismatches all over the field. You know, and you just want to exploit those the best way possible. I asked you about one Joe and Joe Mixon. I got to ask you about another one, uh, you know, Joe Burrow. What did you see from him? Uh, and what have you seen from him, you know, pl- playing uh, or bouncing back? I, I'd say as quickly as possible. I was shocked at how much he was there doing uh, at OTAs and the, the one mm-hmm. mini camp practice. But uh, yeah, what have you uh, what have you seen from Joe, your impressions of him and uh, what excites you about him? Oh, I mean, the injury tells you everything you need to know about him. You know, look how, look how fast he came back, you know, and that's just a testament to what he's been doing this, you know, since the injury happened. And I mean, I've been following uh, him since he uh, transferred over to uh, LSU, you know, the first year. And um, then the last year, obviously LSU, uh, it was amazing to see he broke every record. They won, a, they won all the titles and it's just cool. You know, uh, Joe's a good dude and uh, everyone's excited about him. And it's a good reason to be. One last one, Jamar Chase. It was a big part of that LSU team. You've, yeah. uh, you, you've seen him a bit. He seems big for a receiver, and I don't mean bad big, but like uh, you were he talking like about squatting. Yeah, like he, I, I feel yeah. like he, he squats and does calf raises and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what are your yeah. impressions of him? Hey, uh, good dude. You know, um, I said when I first saw him, I was like, he kind of he built like a running back. He, that's it. <laughs> I like you can get up, look, get get a few carries back there. Look like you know how he's built. <laughs> I mean, that's just a testament to his uh, work in the weight room. You know, uh, guy can run, run good routes. You know, I mean, obviously, every, every, he's a fifth pick in the draft. Everyone seems to know he has talent. You know, I think he's going to uh, have a great career here. Um, just, just continue to be him. You know, uh, special player. And I mean, everyone, everyone, we just decided, you know. Uh, for the opportunity, you know, like like you said, his like hit, my dream came true when I when I was signed to the league. His dream came true too, you know. So mm-hmm. I know uh, he's gonna do everything in his power to to to, to take advantage of his these, these opportunities. And like I say, great player, you know, 
obviously the talent's there. I said last thing, this is the last thing I promise. Uh, if I put a bulletin board up behind me and said, huh? Jacquez, Patrick, goals for him in 2021, uh, could you tell us any of those that are uh, that, that are on your bulletin board, so to speak? Uh, my goals, I got I got a couple of them, but I mean, I'll give, I give you one. My, to be the best version of me, you know, and I feel, I feel like, I feel like if, I, if I do that, then I have a successful 2021. Yeah, well, I, I certainly hope you do. It's uh, This has been fun talking to you and uh, meeting you virtually. Hopefully I get to see you uh, in person next week at training camp when, when the fun starts. Uh, I know I'll be there, and uh, I really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. No problem at all. Good stuff there from Jacquez Patrick. Man, I'm rooting for him. That was fun. I've never talked with him uh, before that, but, man, that uh, – that was fun, and I hope he can squat 500 pounds. I squatted the other day, and I got uh, – what did I get? Two. I got just over 200 pounds. I hadn't squatted really since pre-pandemic, um, but I, I think I got – what did I get? Two plates on – 225 uh, eight times. So there we go. I have a lot to do to catch up to Jacquez Patrick, who squats five bills easy. Uh, I better eat some more Bill Bars with promo code LOCK15. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. I got to go squat, not bench, because clearly that is the exercise of choice of this episode. And until tomorrow, when Jake Lisko and I will be back at it better than ever, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast.